0: We are here in episode fifty-nine of Personalities at Carey, your very own W. B. Carey MBA podcast. We are talking with Gokul Chakravarti. Gokul comes to us from India and has a background in supply chain consulting. He is here to major in supply chain as well as business analytics. Over the summer of 2018, he interned at Ultra Clean Technology, which is right here in Phoenix. Let us hear what more he has in store for us in our conversation. The Goku Chakravarti. Yeah. Hello everyone, welcome to episode number 59 of Personalities at Carey. Today we are chatting with Goku Chakravarti. Goku, can you please say hi to our friends? Hi everyone, and uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, and what brought you to the WP Kerry MBA? What were you doing before this?
1: Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I was born and uh, brought up in Madurai for most of the time so it's a temple city in the south southern part of india and uh, <clears throat> we speak um, tamil in there and uh, that kind of uh, i had been more, for most part of my life uh, i think two thirds of my life i had been in tamil nadu and uh, you know mostly did my schooling there and uh, college over there uh, my first <clears throat> exposure to the you know the whole part of india came with my job uh, after my mechanical engineering in 2007 I joined as a supply chain consultant for a government Government of India enterprise and That's how I started traveling around India. That's kind of a perk of the job apart from the projects that I had been executing all mm-hmm. around India. Um, yeah, pretty much supply chain consulting, you know process improvement all that deal that most of you know about <laughs> and yeah uh, being based out of Bangalore, and that's when I had the interest of learning about a lot of different kinds of languages. Uh, you know, just two hearts of my place, and then there's a new language, and it kind of kindled me um, a sense of learning more about the culture of India and about the different languages that exist, the different cultures that exist. And that's uh, what I took advantage of during my travels mm-hmm. try to understand the culture, the food. The language and things like that and yeah was impressive um i um after my supply chain and my interests um my desire to learn about uh different cultures around the world brought me here Mm -hmm. to arizona state and i'm enjoying it yeah so what specifically made you feel like you need another degree um like an mba when you were in your job well uh To be honest, uh, it's kind of the most, uh, you know, MBA is kind of the most generic certification that you get in the master's. And uh, that's one thing. And second is, I I never knew that, uh, you know, there used to be concentrations for MBAs. uh, To my understanding, at least until like five or uh, six years ago, my understanding was that MBA is kind of generic and then you learn about business and things like that. But when I started looking into the U.S. MBAs, that's when I got the idea about how, you know, MBAs are concentration specific. And then you can learn more about a specific concentration that you're interested in. Um, Arizona State, uh, when I understood that uh, there are some top supply chain schools, you know, the work that I had been doing, I wanted to, you know, continue my MBA in that specific concentration. Um, and that's how I ended up there. I got a good scholarship. Mm-hmm. So I was so happy to come here. Okay. you. So
0: you probably came here with a certain expectation of how your MBA life is going to be as a student. Uh, is there anything that has exceeded those expectations? It could be the, the people you've met or the different things that are at school, like career services, clubs, or executive connections, anything that you can think of that kind of exceeded your expectations.
1: Well, uh, one thing I would say is that uh, um, in Arizona State, I, I kind of... Um, uh, so. For me, the first exposure to the U.S. culture and you know everything about U.S. is through Arizona State. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure if I could, you know, uh, segregate it as U.S. and Arizona State. But to me, it's all about uh, getting that opportunities that I was interested in doing. Um, when I was here, when I wanted to start up my own, uh, you know, graduate-run consulting firm, uh, I had so much help from everyone. And it, it kind of... So for me, it was like... Uh, You know, um, when I was in India, when I had to propose something, there used to be a lot of business plans, a lot of presentations. You have to convince uh, management in different hierarchical levels and things like that. Whereas in here, when I submitted a business plan and they were like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, "Okay, that's it. And that kind of was really interesting for me, uh, especially with respect to, you know, the hurdles was very less. And it kind of helped me, you know, take this up um, real faster. Hmm. So the way I see it, you can progress more faster um, in in this environment than uh, what I had been previously through. Okay. And you told me that you had a supply chain background and
0: you came to the school to do a supply chain concentration. Uh, have, has that, you know, held up and have you added on another concentration to that at all?
1: I did. Um, after I came here, I was really interested in a lot of emerging technologies and the Emerging requirements in the industries, you know, I learned a lot about big data, machine learning, and driverless cars. Believe me, that's <laughs> I learned it about this here first time uh, here in the U.S. And um, so there were so many other things to IoT, blockchain, and I got really interested in those emerging technologies and you know the most um, uh, reputed, very well-known uh, technologies that exist in the market. So I wanted to learn those. Um, I got into business analytics. I'm also open to learning about emerging technologies. I pursue courses on IoT and blockchain just to understand. Uh, To give you just before I came uh, to my MBA, I was from a non-tech background. So Mm -hmm. no coding. um, There would be data analysis, but it will be mostly limited to excel. That's how it was. But now I was able to learn a lot about, you know, different kinds of data analytics stuff and also about um, IoT blockchain and things like that. I was able to provide some application solutions for people. I did a sales implementation. I didn't know how to, mm-hmm. I did that, but I did it. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, it was really interesting. And uh, it was really helpful for me to learn all these things apart from supply chain.
0: Of all the classes that you have taken so far, uh, do you have a favorite course that you can tell us about? Maybe something that is an elective that others may have a choice to take that or not?
1: Um, I mean, so for me, uh, uh, I was really happy about this opportunity, about learning about consulting, uh, especially for a person who worked in a supply chain consulting environment where it is like uh, you just get placed there and then you have to take care of everything kind of environment to a more, uh, you know, work as a team environment. So... I wanted to understand that how consulting works in the U.S. or how you know strategy consulting or tech consulting works in the U.S. Um, considering that I didn't have much exposure in there, uh, for me the consulting courses definitely helped me, um, especially the consulting and business course. Uh, one advantage I had was that I got to work with a team providing marketing strategy solutions to Avnet. Mm-hmm. So. That kind of helped me understand how consulting works in the US and it kind of increases confidence. So I would definitely recommend that course if you're really interested in consulting and want to pursue consulting as a Okay, Gugu, can you tell us a little bit about how you were able to get your
0: internship last year? What were the steps that you uh, went through?
1: Uh, I worked on my internship at uh, Ultra Clean Holdings. So they are highly into acquisitions and uh, in the semiconductor capital equipment industry. Um, I got this reference from Sawick, and I approached them, um, try, ha- it was a direct interview, they just got my resume and then they invited me for an interview like within a day. So I had uh, discussed with them a lot and I understood that the profile is similar to what I had been doing previously. and. So it was really interesting for me to uh, work on the same environment, only that this is more data-driven, I work on data analytics part of it, apart from the supply chain. It's a working in a data analytics environment, um, mostly Excel again. <laughs> so, here, um, I, I was given a job to, I was given a project to complete uh, in the one and a half to two months that I had been, uh, I would be there. Uh, funnily enough, I completed it in four to five days. Whoa! And <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, I gave them the results and they were really impressed with that. So I started assisting them with the task that was given uh, there. One of the reasons that I was able to complete that though is because like I had been working in consulting for very long and um, that experience kind of helped me, you know, complete these uh, the, the first project easily. And then I was working with them, trying to understand how you know strategy, strategic sourcing works, commodity management works, and things like that. Um, it was really interesting. And then they had they had asked me to set up a program for one of their uh, requirements. I did. a supplier complaints program um, was set up to address some of the issues in the semiconductor industry. So um, yeah, so basically that's how I got it, and it was really a, a working doing a lot of supply chain activities, um, making a lot of decisions, creating strategies in a data-driven environment. So yeah, it was really interesting in that way.
0: Okay, so would you recommend this to other students if they were trying to get a job next year or an internship? Would this company be one of
1: the ones on their radar? Definitely. Um, The way I see it, so I was just placed in the task writer on day one and I was given a project. So um, the way I say it, if you have some experience in supply chain and you just want to, you know, like improve it further or you, know, um, you don't have much lack in there, then it's always great to go for this internship. Whereas if you want to, let's say you're new to supply chain and you want to, you know, switch to that career, if you're looking for a supply chain internship for that reason, then I would not suggest this mm-hmm. um, internship. Okay. So you'd want a place where someone can actually teach you something. Yes, if if you're new to that domain and then if you want to learn more about supply chain, it's always go to a a big company where you kind of have an orientation about that, kind of understand how the work is being done Mm. and then you work on it. Here it's more like you'll be given a work and then you'll be asked to do it. So it's always better to have some supply chain experience before you get into such internship that I have been working on. All right. So another question that comes to mind is
0: uh, I'm trying to get students to give us some opinion about what they can change about the school so if there's one thing you can choose to change about the school what would that be
1: well um this program has been really great and uh, um i never i mean uh i it is more than what i expected uh, it to be so i would never uh, i don't have any comments on that but uh, ultimately every mba grad wants to get recruited they want to be recruitable they want to get recruited at the end of the day and we know the international uh, you know recruitment scenario international students recruitment scenario now um, I don't have a major comment to that but although uh, I would definitely suggest career services to you know segregate the candidates based on the experience and based on if they are new to the domain or they have already had some experience in that, and then kind of reach out to those companies understand their requirements and uh, refer to those specific candidates, refer those specific candidates instead of just giving the, uh, you know, referring all the candidates to them. Um, that would kind of help in, uh, you know, increasing the probability of getting recruited. And um, I also think it would kind of project a, you know, more uh, perfect image, near perfect image to the recruiters too. Because they would feel like they have, they wanted a specific profile for a candidate and then they got that specific profile in higher number they won't look at the number of resumes but they, they would definitely look at the quality of, in, among the number of resumes mm. so out of 10 resumes if they receive 8 people who are really great with that profile they would really love that and they would want to come back to this university again and again to okay. the school alright that's a good
0: idea um, hopefully I can ask you a few questions about uh, just yourself and get to know you at a personal level Sure. So, do you, do you watch movies?
1: I do. Okay. Um, yeah, most of them are in my local language mm-hmm. but I do watch a few English movies and Hindi movies at times.
0: Okay. Do you have a favorite movie
1: to recommend people? Um, in a global level, um, I would say, I'm uh, not a, do I have a favorite movie though? <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough. I uh, but I would say I would actually suggest a movie that uh, I recently saw. Um, it's called Walking with the Enemy. Okay, I know. I think it's a Hungarian movie, mm-hmm. and it was really interesting. What uh, is it about? It's about a, a Hungarian Jew dressed as a, a SS officer. It's mm-hmm. World War Two based, mm-hmm. and then he tries to save the Jews who are going to the concentration camps, okay. and then. Uh, he actually saves a considerable number of Jews in there and it was really interesting you know the way he gets to that uniform and then uh, how he does that hmm. what what impact he makes in the end it was really interesting what stress he goes through as he sees his own people you know going to those camps yeah it was really interesting okay uh, how about tv shows do you have a favorite one something that you binge watch or just something you've watched in the past um mostly um I used to watch Burn Notice a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's over now. <laughs> just finished it. So yeah, mostly I don't watch shows that after like once or twice. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I would definitely... Um, I, I like Burn Notice and yeah, I would definitely suggest watching it. What kind of uh, music do you listen to? A favorite genre or favorite artist? Uh, it's more like... Um, I just um, listen to a lot of... Uh, Tamil songs you know like there's no genre in that you know Mm -hmm. in the Indian music there's like only it's based on the movies and things like that Uh, I mostly like you know related to hip-hop or uh, um, genres related to hip-hop or I don't know if you know Kutu songs I don't (laughs) okay so those are more you know about the beats Okay. and yeah I love those kind of songs Uh, do you get a chance to read do you have a favorite book or a book series Uh, no I'm
0: not a big reader myself. (laughs) Uh, What about if you were to choose a person in history uh, to just have coffee with and get to know them better? Who would that person be
1: and Um, why? So, I mean, so there is a... I would definitely love to have coffee with Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the major reasons would be... um, So, I specifically... I I personally think that um, many people kind of confuse identity and individualism well it is always you know okay to have an identity but that doesn't mean that you don't have an individualism mm-hmm. so i mean so i'm an indian i'm a tamil and uh, being in india i'm being from the south i have been asked several times when i said i'm a Tamil whether i'm not an indian mm-hmm. okay so i kind of understand the uh, you know the question because obviously Tamilians are in Sri Lanka, Tamilians are in, you know, are a part of India. There's a lot of history behind it, but I don't want to get into that. But <clears throat> I, so there, there is a kind of a comparison about identity. I can be a Tamilian and I can be in India. Mm. So, but this kind of um, wanted me to, you know, um, look into myself and understand what about, what it is about identity. When, um, so... The reason I wanted to talk to Adolf Hitler was that um, Adolf Hitler, when he took up his initiator, he could have um, been successful in establishing their identity. But he failed because he did not love, not, not only he, of course, loved his own people, but the mistake that he did was he hated other people because of his identity. Mm. See, that's where the problem comes in. And um, I kind of believe that a lot of people think that just because I have an identity, I hate others who doesn't have that identity. So that might be one of the reason I want to have uh, a coffee chat with Adolf Hitler and try to understand where it went wrong.
0: Okay. Yeah. I hope he can explain that someday. <laughs> but uh, have you read his
1: book at, at all? Like I don't know if he has explained that over there. Like I said, I'm not a reader. No, okay. <laughs> but uh, if there's like a movie or something I would definitely watch it Okay. Uh,
0: and when you have some free time what what do you do in your uh, leisure time what are your hobbies
1: if I have leisure time which I don't think I had in the last one and a half years uh, I love swimming I just go underwater you know for the calmness that exists in there and stay there for like 15-20 seconds it kind of gives um, you know uh, kind of makes me a little bit relaxed that's one thing and on the extreme end of it i love rapping mm-hmm. um, i used to work on um, my own lyrics for some time but i was not able to i just had to stop it for now so yeah that's where i stop. but on a long term maybe i would try to um, with respect to rapping i just want to write some songs about the politics of india and then also politics of Tamil Nadu, which is pretty different from what happens in India. And try to, you know, talk about that, you okay. know, get, uh, get awareness to people.
0: Hmm. Do you have any pet peeves you
1: can share with us?
0: Ah, uh, I don't know exactly what that means. Pet hmm. peeves as in? As uh, in something that annoys you, something about other people or other things that happen around you?
1: Well... um I think that is a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah. Something I mean, that's peculiar to you, like, it may not annoy other people, but it annoys you.
1: Well, in that sense, I don't think... Um, I get, you know, frustrated real easy, but then I try to unwind myself at times. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a normal thing. Like, something goes out of... Um, suddenly out of, you know... It was supposed to happen someone was supposed to do something and then they don't it kind of uh, annoys me a little bit but then it's not it it has to keep building up and that's when I um, you know do that but apart from that I don't think there is anything that's specific to myself
0: okay. all right so let's just talk about what your plans are for the future what do you want to do after graduation uh, do you have a specific role or a company or even a location that you have narrowed down to
1: um, three ideas I would say either I would keep working in the US uh, for a considerable number of years go back to India or you know go back to any other country Um, mostly I won't settle in you uh, 99% I won't settle in the US Um, after five years or something of working in the US I would move to a country like Australia or Canada and settle there or I would um, work here for five years and then go back to India set up my own business if not finally uh, after my work here I would move back to India and get into politics
0: okay um, is there anything like that you would want to see yourself do in the next ten years something you're passionate
1: about or you know
0: what what your plans are
1: well um to be honest like um i'm I'm really only passionate about you know uh, community Mm -hmm. that's one thing that uh, i'm really interested in and i i would always work on this identity part of it um, and uh, definitely try to create a new philosophy out of it and that's what i'm trying to do Mm -hmm. but that is totally dependent upon how i finally arrive at that uh, conclusion
0: and if uh, people are trying to pursue their mba if if you, you have already been through this process, what, what is the kind of advice you'll give them?
1: For, uh, to start with, don't just focus on your GMAT scores. Uh, try to build a profile. Uh, try to look into um, your own, you know, what is the impact that you're making, not just in your academic or, you know, in your work front. Try to look at um, how you can change things. That you are really annoyed about, mm. uh, it could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, it could be your society, it could be your community, it could be your uh, politics. But try to look into it, and then see how you can change it. It doesn't matter if you, uh, you know, succeed or fail. All that matters is if you, you know, if you actually contributed towards something that you believed in. Mm.
0: And how would you like your peers to remember you once you're done with the
1: MBA? Well, <laughs> I kind of feel that that's a really... Uh, I mean, so for me, it's it's all about... It, it was a real challenge coming from, you know, um, um, a really uh, small town in uh, in India and then coming all the way from here. If you had asked me about this like 10 years back, I would not even have believed that I would be doing an MBA in the US and things like that. But whatever that came in my way, I either uh, was able to do it or I struggled to make sure that I would be able to achieve it. So, yeah, that's how I want to be remembered. Whenever there is, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't. Um, focus on whether I succeed or not but I just ensure that I put in that effort and then I so I just wanted to ask you if uh, if I give you
0: a couple minutes to talk about what you have planned for the next the last couple quarters if there's something you're organizing for the school or something you're passionate about that you want people to know that's happening
1: around school you can go ahead and tell us yes um so right now I'm the president of the uh, graduate and consulting firm spark innovation and uh, it is still in the uh, you know startup mode. We are kind of lean right now, and um, I just want to make it as an organization that's available for all the students in the graduate level of WP Carry, and ensure that. So to do that, we have uh, specific plans. One thing is to um, you know reach out to a lot of customers and get some projects so that the people can keep working on, understand how a consulting environment works. That is one thing. And second is to create a scholarship program out of it so that when the graduates come in here, when when they become a part of Spark Innovation, I mean, there is an application procedure that they have to go through. But when they become a part of a Spark Innovation, that they would be given a scholarship to pursue this uh, Spark Innovation as a consultant or a partner or as a board member. Hmm. By doing this, we would be able to um, kind of increase the idea about consulting within the university we would be able to attract new um, recruiters uh, from the consulting industry and they would also be uh, really interested because spark innovation kind of engages those students in um, working on real projects so that's the idea for um, the next quarter mm-hmm. uh, and we are trying to achieve that
0: okay so for this uh, how would people get in touch with you Do you have an email ID to give out or if you're available on social media, you can tell us your handles over there.
1: Uh, The social media part, yes, we are also working on the social media setup and things like that. We are, uh, to be honest, we are a little bit behind on that and uh, we are trying to catch up. There is a lot of things to catch up and we are definitely trying to, our level best. Um, You can reach out to me. You have my email ID, uh, gokul.chakravarti.edu. or uh, there is a sparkinnovation at gmail.com that would work too. And you would definitely get a response from there.
0: So that kind of brings us to the end. Uh, Thank you very much for being on the show today. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you for having me. Uh, It was great talking to you all. All Gokul has many great ideas for his path ahead. And I wish him all the best to figure it out and be his best self in the coming years. Thank you all for listening and supporting us. We are available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, etc. I shall see you in the next one. Goodbye and peace.